Hello and welcome to Hammock Chats with Reb and Nay. We're your hosts, Reb and Nay. We just made the same hand movement at the same oh, I time. I didn't even notice. <laughs> that was really cute. Um, yeah. Hello, everyone. It's been a few weeks again, but I feel like our lives have settled down. I finally gotten through the family emergency and I've moved to my new area of residence and I'm settled <laughs> so Yay! that would be a good time to just restart this because we also have a really interesting topic today you see I feel like no one actually cares about our consistency because there are like 10 of you listening probably <laughs> but honestly this is just a nice way for us to talk not that we don't talk but it's a nice way for us to. Yeah, but it's interesting to like actually document our conversations. And I know it's not like we're just in the wild talking, <laughs> but like. It's natural. We don't really plan. Exactly. I was going to say, like, even though we know what we're going to talk about, the subject, we don't know what we're actually going to say. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's funny because what if we listen to this in the future? We're probably going to find this so embarrassing in the future. That's just the nature of getting My older, lab already found out about this and I think some of them might have listened. How did they find out? I could, I could see if there are new listeners. I might have accidentally blurted it out. Oh, they accidentally found out because you accidentally blurted it out. Okay. Yeah, it was all an accident. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here with you, Rebecca. You too, Nay. Um, um, I know, I really just called you Rebecca instead of Rev. That was weird. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what can you not let go of from this week? Or I guess past couple weeks? We'll do this week. Or like okay. past yeah. seven days. Or I'll do it. You don't have to. No, mine's um, from that too. So last Thursday, one of my closest and oldest friends came home from... Virginia, where she was doing some army <laughs> training thing. I promise I know what she was doing. I just, I don't have the language to describe it. And um, this is her only time home before she moves to Hawaii for like two to three years. But yeah, I don't know. It was just so nice to spend time with her. She's currently in Boston or coming home, but to spend time with her and like, it's funny because I feel like I always just join her as she does random chores in life. And she's always like, aren't you so bored right now? Like we, I was with her mom in Bed Bath & Beyond and her Aww. looking at like curtains and an electric toothbrush. And that should be so boring, right? But just doing these things with her is fun just to be around her. No, um, that's my favorite thing to do with friends. Just like run errands. Like if you come to the grocery store with me, that will bring me so much joy and happiness and will be so fun <laughs> wait it's so funny though because um our other friends family invited her family and her to dinner and I like just added myself to the dinner <laughs> so then we were driving with her family to the other family's house and it was like we were 12 again being Aww. dropped off at a play date it was so funny <laughs> 
That's um, so sweet. So yeah, that's that's what I can't let go of. It was just really nice. And yeah. Saturday is her last day home. So I'm just going to not think about that right now. Honestly, she might be listening. She's like one of our dedicated listeners. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what about you, Reb? What can you not let go of from this past week? Um, I have one meaningful one and one funny one. Um, you know both of them. But I do? Yeah. So I guess the meaningful one is because I so I I moved into like the DC metro area I suppose for your my, fans are gonna find you why would you admit that the pops yeah, the maybe I want to be stalked I want to anyway. feel like a famous person oh, anyway okay. I'm joking um yeah so I moved here for my fellowship and I'm like kind of close to UMD and I have a few friends who also into UMD. So I reached out to them in the summer asking like, hey, are you still in the area? And one of my really good friends said that she's actually moving closer to me. Um, so we decided to meet each other and she came over. Honest, I haven't seen her since before the pandemic just because like schedules haven't worked out. She's a home friend. Um, but in the morning she came over and I made her breakfast and then we went to a yoga class. Um, that my apartment was putting on and then we just like came back to the Maya house and talked a bit more and then after we went to a farm and just like picked apples and pumpkins and I got really good pumpkin butter it's so amazing and oh I don't think I told you this but um she's like an agriculture horticulture science major so she knows like everything going on in the farm that's so and cool well, it was amazing. Um, and then while we were walking, just looking for different apples, she goes, oh, I think those are grapevines. I was like, oh, like, that's so cool. Like, what, you know, are these just to be picked or whatever? But apparently um, those grapes aren't to be picked. They're just there to be a barrier for the different types of apples, which like, I don't really know anything about farming at all. But we we're trying to look for some grapes and we found a few ones that were still pretty fresh. And then I ate it. And when I ate it, I was like, Sidra, is this some sort of hybrid grape? Like, did they mix this with some other plant? She goes, no, like, these are just normal table grapes. I was like, this is what normal table grapes are supposed to taste like? Table it, grape? I've never heard that phrase before. Anyway. Table, table grape as, like, you know, ones that we buy at the store. No, I understand. Like, I've just oh. never heard. Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, me neither, honestly. But it makes sense. Um, I was like, like the flavor of that grape was a, a mixture of every tropical fruit I've ever had before <laughs> and like I think it was crazy because all the apples that we had like they were really good but they tasted like apples you know like the grape didn't taste like a grape so I was just shocked and then we sniffed a little bit and as we we're picking apples we were just having like little snack break for the Aww. grapes it was just it was just so sweet just being able to see her and like I think it was so cool um that even though so much time has passed since we've seen each other like we are still very much on the same wavelength or like we went through life and went through very similar experiences like even niche experiences but I just think that's so special um it warmed my heart but I think the funny thing that you already know is my lab PI is like kind of <laughs> kooky, like really kooky, but <laughs> kooky in the best way. What if he listens to this? He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean it in like a very 
endearing way. It's okay. not a bad cookie. Okay, I'm just trying to protect you. A lot, a lot of personality. Okay, which I love. Um, but the first day that, I, the day that I was there, he came in, and then he like stuck something onto a wall, and then he left. And then two people in my lab like went over and they were intently looking at the paper, and I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And I and I went over and they go, "Amir's mood." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, every day he comes in and he tells us how he's feeling. And the one girl, she was like, he's feeling content but low energy. And on taped onto the wall, there's like a little uh, circle diagram where the top is like high energy, low energy, positive and negative. And he has a sticker of his face that he plants onto like the different emotions. So you know where, like what he's feeling. And I just thought that was so interesting and so cute. Um, I'm looking like, at I'm the just, picture you sent right now. Like, I'm just looking it. again. We can post that on the Insta. Are but... you allowed to do that? What if this man finds, oh, oh, never mind. Sorry. Anyway, continue. I mean, it's not like classified government stuff. It's just his emotions. Yeah, but what if he's, what if he's upset by it? Sorry, I got we'll, distracted we'll by other pictures in the group chat. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just thought it was like such a good way to end the first day and like set the tone <laughs> for my lab. I, I kind of want to do that. Like just, you know, if I'm like not feeling well, just put a little sticker of my face saying like, yeah, today's not a great day or like today's such a great day. Come in and join me. That's like when you're in kindergarten and you have to point to your emotion on the wall because you can't properly express it without doing so. Honestly, that's really helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people could use that in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Except I feel like my emotions would, they would like change every hour. Maybe not. Maybe these days, but not usually. That's okay. <laughs> we can update it hourly. <laughs> I'm going to say moods what? now. <laughs> what? I'm going to start sending you my moods just like Please throughout do. the day. <laughs> Please do. I'll respond with my mood. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to introduce the uh topic for today yeah um so maybe I can just start with like how today's topic is grief um but I think what brought this up is um again with moving here um and there just being a lot of change in my life for everything and also you know like women have hormonal changes this week has been the most crazy week for my hormones. Rebecca, I don't mind too, but last week. Like, yeah, you were telling me, but I, it just such intense changes of mood and like such intense feelings too, um, that I think like, although I may have gotten over certain situations or experiences or whatever, I think just like, they're so deep down inside of me. So so when I, all the hormones were changing, I was just feeling intense sadness about all of it. And I just started listening to like some music. And then today I, um, I landed upon Anderson Cooper's podcast about grief. Let me see what it's called. It's called. It's relatively new, isn't it? Yeah. It came out September 13th. So a month. Um, it's called All There Is with Anderson Cooper. And essentially the whole thing is just- Wait, we're um, just copying him. Sorry. Anyway. 
continue no but this is just an episode you're right you're right maybe he'll invite us as guests after oh, he <laughs> we'll send it to him saying we're we felt inspired yeah i didn't mean to um, interrupt you i'm sorry no that's okay um so his whole grief journey i don't know if you know or if anyone here knows but he lost his father when he was 10 and then when he was 21 his older brother committed suicide and recently maybe in the past three years his mother died so right now um he's packing up his mother's apartment and he decided to make a podcast just to like document this grief journey because it's not just with him and his mother but with him and his whole family right just like his whole life in general um and I feel like I was talking to Renee about this because a lot of the things that he was saying just really resonated with me but also um I feel like we were talking about a lot of the things that we grieved not just from a death standpoint but just like in an experiencing life standpoint so we just thought it'd be cool to talk about grief and if there's goodness in grief um and also just the different forms that it can take because I feel like I I'll get into this later but I feel like I have been feeling grief for like the future or future situations which might not make sense but it's not just the past or the present it's it can be everything I thought it'd be cool to go into that yeah and I think something kind of important to acknowledge is like a not like a disclaimer I guess but to acknowledge before entering this conversation conversation excuse me it's been a it's been a long day um (laughs) not a bad one just a long one is that there are different levels of grief but you know that doesn't make anyone's grief lesser you know what I'm saying like yeah sure maybe there's someone who's going through something that's harder theoretically than what you're going through but everyone's grief still counts and it's still like a valid experience um yeah yeah anyway oh thanks um it was not it was not put very gracefully that's okay though um so Rebecca actually told me today that in Stephen Colbert's one episode he bring I mean what (laughs) in anderson cooper's one episode he interviews stephen colbert Mm -hmm. and stephen colbert brings up an interview he did with andrew garfield which rebecca told me about because she knows a that i'm obsessed with andrew garfield and b (laughs) that i'm obsessed with this one interview because Mm -hmm. andrew garfield so eloquently describes the experience of grief and honestly he describes it in a way that altered my whole understanding of grief i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. dramatic to say no um So I wanted to share a quote from Andrew Garfield during that he shared during this interview with Stephen Colbert after he was doing like press for um, Tick Tick Boom. Boom. Yeah. So he said Stephen Colbert asked him about the death of his mother and Andrew Garfield said, this is a quote, I'm just going to read a very long quote. I love talking about it. So if I cry, it's only a beautiful thing. This is all the unexpressed love, the grief that will remain with us until we pass because we never get enough time with each other, no matter if someone lives until 60, 15, or 99. So I hope this grief stays with me because it's all the unexpressed love that I didn't get to tell her, and I told her every day. So I think that notion of grief as something beautiful, first of all, was pretty, I don't know, new to me, and also as something that 
we want to keep feeling because usually it's like how can Mm -hmm. i get rid of this grief i want this to go away but andrew garfield Mm -hmm. says no like i want to keep feeling i want this to remain with me right because it's representative of how much i loved my mother Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know i love that man um yeah i think it's interesting because you and i have also talked about this a lot even before we heard him say this quote but like feeling sadness is okay and you know feeling negative emotions are okay because that's what makes life beautiful that's what makes like the good emotions even better but I think to put it in the context of grief which is I guess people usually just think of it as only negative right like especially in terms of death there is no like riding the wave in terms of like that person won't come back. So I think it's so much harder for us to conceptualize grief as like something that is beautiful or something that is good in a way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think also there's probably the instinct to not see it as beautiful, obviously, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? But if someone is really in the process of deep grieving let's say you just lost a parent or whatever god forbid you don't want to be told that your grief is beautiful you know like you probably just want to be upset and you want to feel upset about it and you don't want someone saying like no this is a good thing (laughs) that's completely fair yeah but i think in the long run right the idea that your grief goes away is not necessarily true true but i also think the idea that grief is something that weighs us down is not true either it might mm-hmm. weigh us down at first but eventually i think it's something that helps us become better humans helps us be better people you know it's like part of the human experience yeah that goes beautifully into what stephen colbert <laughs> says in this episode um so many celebrity names i was getting really confused with <laughs> <laughs> um so just for context um i only learned this today but stephen colbert when he was 10 he's the youngest of either eight or 11 siblings i'm not sure um he lost That's his father lot. and his two brothers his two elder brothers like directly you know adjacent um he lost all three of them in a plane crash on the same day. Oh my gosh. At like the ripe age of 10. So I think obviously it's been, you know, so many years for him that he can process this and think about this, but um, he just had some really beautiful points. I'll start off with the quote. This is the really the quote that um, made me say to Renee like you have to listen to this like maybe we can talk about this I still have Um, to listen I didn't listen yet oh yeah I just told you today but um he says we think we can win against grief we think we can fix it but you can't you can only experience it and to fully experience it you have to accept that it is real and I think maybe personally that just stuck with me so much because I don't really like to sit in emotions. I don't like to feel like, yeah, I'm losing against these emotions. I don't like to feel like I can't move on with my life or I can't do the things that I set out to do. So 
even if I let myself feel something for like five minutes, 10 minutes, even an hour, I always know that, or I always think, okay, feel it, get over it, and then move on with your life so that you haven't lost. Um, but to hear him say that it's not a battle, and if it is, you can't win because he said grief comes from you and you can't fight yourself. You know yourself best. So how can you win against yourself? Like there mm-hmm. is no winning. It's just living and existing. Um, and that just, I have never ever heard about that like idea in terms of grief or really any other emotion. Um, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that or if that was as like life-changing for you. It's certainly, it's certainly interesting. I mean, again, I think there's that whole idea that we want to stop experiencing grief, right? Like winning against it would be getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that it's something that we shove off, shove off, shrug off. What am I trying to say? Shrug off. Um, yeah. Right? And instead, it's something that you, you process and it becomes a part of you because... Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go through something? Why would you want to go through a traumatic experience or like a loss and be the same person afterwards, right? When it could make you like a better person or like a more understanding person. Or I think that's a helpful way of looking at it too. You're not trying to win against it. You're trying to to work Girl through it. it. And it's, it's going to be a part of you. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's inevitable. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, about it being part of you. Um, he also said grief is going to exist as long as I do. Mm. As long um, as any human does, honestly. Yeah. So your own personal grief, like whether it's the death of someone, whether it's an experience, anything really, it will, it will stay with you forever, but that's okay. That doesn't mean it's going to be the same grief that it once was, but it is still with you. Um, and it becomes a part of you. It is who you are you know like, right like in the same way any of your other emotions would become in the same way that like your joy becomes a part of you and all of that you know what I mean mm-hmm. um he also gave a good analogy or example he said for him especially talking with Anderson Cooper he said I feel like there's something in the room personally I feel like there's something right next to me that we have to address And he said, whenever I'm connecting with someone who's grieving or, you know, just existing, I feel like there is always a tiger that's beside me. And in the beginning of my grief process, this tiger is frightening. I always have fear of it. But as I get older and as time passes on, I get more comfortable with the tiger and it's just there. But that doesn't mean that it's still doesn't have the ability to cause harm that doesn't mean that it still can't pounce on me or hurt me um and I I think that's also interesting I mean I guess we always say like emotions aren't linear like nothing is really linear but I think especially with grief that's like such an interesting way to think about it is you can get comfortable with it you can move you can it can be 50 60 years whatever um but even something that you you become comfortable with still has the ability to hurt you. But that right. doesn't mean like you haven't grown or that doesn't mean that you've quote unquote lost if we're gonna use those terms. 
It's kind of like when people say, oh, shouldn't you have gotten over that by now, right? Mm. There is no complete getting over probably any emotion or any experience. Yeah. I don't know if that's a dramatic thing to say, but... No, it's not. I think um, you and me... I, I think the reason I also wanted to bring this up and not just talk about death was because, well, I won't throw you into it if you don't want to, but. No, you could throw me into the it. The experience of college ending has, I have had to mourn that for so long and in so hasn't many hasn't been that long. I know, but like knowing me and knowing how I usually get over things and how I just rationally think of something and process it and move on like this is so long for me personally um and like I know when I talk to certain people family members or friends or just you know anyone and I let them know that I'm feeling really sad about not being in Pittsburgh and just mourning the Pittsburgh that I once lived in and I know even if I end up living there again it will never be the same Pittsburgh that I experienced during college like that Pittsburgh is gone yeah we were talking Um, about that that has been yeah that has been really hard for me to deal with and I think I've just been like grieving that idea um but because it's not a death per se it's just like life moving on a lot of people will say like oh you know the time you'll get over or you know you're still sad about this like you'll have better days ahead um but I think if we started to think of you know daily experiences or emotions or life events in the same lens that like we're starting to treat grief with like I wonder how much healthier we would be emotionally or just how much better we would be able to like connect with others and and just like process these things and go through life you know mm-hmm. like because if go yeah. ahead sorry I was just gonna say can you give an example of what you mean by that I don't I don't know if I like can really give an example I just think like if I, if someone, you know, if someone died, you would never just like, I mean, I'm assuming like most people just wouldn't say, oh, look to the future. It'll get better. You know, time will heal. Some people say that, but that's not like the best thing to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if we, if when someone was experiencing like this sort of pain that's not related to death if we were able to uh, like relate to them on the way that we do with grief this is yeah Stephen Colbert also said this um he said that grief gives us a way to connect deeper to those around us because if you let's say someone in your family died he said I can either hold your hand and say I'm sorry or I can tap into my own grief in my own life not just push it away, but like bring that up again to connect to you and to heal with you. Um, yeah, that's, it's kind of interesting because I think I, I mentioned this briefly before, but I think that experiencing grief and honestly experiencing sort of any 
difficult time in life enables us to be better humans because we can better understand other people and be more empathetic towards them and I don't know just be there for people when they need to have someone yeah hold space for their emotions yeah but But I wish I wish we would do that or I wish we'd be more aware of how to do that for other situations I guess right because there are certain ideas that there there's the idea that there are certain things that you should grieve and other things are not necessarily meant to be mourned right mm-hmm. deaths you grieve those but yeah. I don't know it's, it's something you can again grieve a phase of your life you can grieve a past version of yourself you can mm-hmm. grieve something you've always wanted but never had mm-hmm. exactly and there's no um, need to invalidate any of that yeah and I think especially for those scenarios where it's not death um I don't know if it's just me or if it's just society but I feel like those things are are looked more in the lens of like getting over it or winning you know yeah Yeah. um so if we think like oh I've gotten over this relationship or I you know I'm I'm past college or you know like I'm over this if we feel like we've won those battles or yeah those battles in our own lives if someone is going through the same thing how can we truly dig deep into that grief again to connect with them like we would with the death of someone yeah we have 10 minutes our free meeting will end in 10 minutes um (laughs) sorry that distracted me um I guess something else that we didn't really touch on that isn't a oh no we did touch on it with the Andrew Garfield quote the idea that having something to grieve in ways can be Mm -hmm. beautiful right because Mm -hmm. for example the fact that we're both grieving our college experiences obviously means that we had really good college experiences yeah um yeah unexpressed love and all we did talk about that my bad Yeah, no, no, but I think that's like, even though we did, that's just such an important, I know it seems like such a basic point, but it's such a beautiful thing. And I think I mentioned this, I don't know if I just said this to you or said this in an episode, but especially regarding college, um, the normal ways that I just rationally get over something or just process an emotion and, you know, like win I know that that won't work for college because it was just too beautiful. It was just so good that the only natural thing that I can go through is mourning that. And And, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That's essentially it. And mourning that doesn't mean that you're unhappy with your life now or that you think Mm -hmm. that you peaked or that there won't be beautiful moments in the rest of your life. It's just understanding that that's something you'll never get back and it was a beautiful time and that's you know Mm -hmm. that's just the truth yeah and I think um I don't I've also been like playing with the idea of grieving the future which seems like I guess you touched upon this a little bit but 
um, I guess the only example that I can think of is, so during this like health crisis, this emergency, family emergency, um, I remember laying in bed and then hearing my mom like shout saying, oh, what's wrong with mommy? Mommy's my grandma. And the first thing that I thought of was, oh my God, like is she in the hospital? Cause she's dying, like what's happening? And then we just found out that she fell and broke her hip, um, which is still bad, but you know, a lot better than death. But even then, like, even though I knew she'd get surgery, um, there's a time of like bliss where you don't have to worry about someone's health. You don't have to worry about like their day-to-day activity. You don't have to really think about the end or like the negative aspects. And then when something happens in your, in your life and you finally have to think about that, even if they're okay, I feel like me or maybe most of us, I don't know, grieve the future or grieve the experience of not having to worry about that Mm. if that makes sense I don't know if that does but is that I don't is that the future though or is it grieving like an alternative alternate alternative future that doesn't exist for you maybe I it just I don't know a bit like I think in this example like knowing that she's okay now um, it doesn't feel like I'm grieving the present. I'm just living the present. But there's something about the future where it's like, yeah, this is this is the reality that should have been. She shouldn't have to like be in the hospital for weeks. She mm-hmm. shouldn't have to worry about this and this and this. There are versions of ourselves where that doesn't happen. Right. Um, so I guess just like the idea of grieving that and this can apply to like any situation in your life really doesn't it's just easiest to bring it up in terms of like health right good what no yeah I don't really know what to say from there (laughs) both of our minds just became empty honestly the words have not been flowing today I mean they have been just not eloquently Um, yeah they have you had such good points oh wow i was not searching for that compliment but i know you you. weren't but i will literally give it to you thank you wow that's so kind (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i don't know we we only have five more minutes so i don't know if we just like kind of wrap it up from there yeah we don't have to use all the time Uh, guys you should go watch that interview um that is with Andrew Garfield and Stephen Colbert because honestly I think it made me shed a tear what a beautiful man inside and outside (laughs) actually I have no clue because I don't actually know him because he's a celebrity and he this seems like a genuine guy this is a crafted image that we are seeing it's true it's a good one though anyway sorry I gotta stop I gotta stop thirsting over Andrew Garfield no it's okay should we leave them oh we should leave them with like a question to think about yes well the podcast question question. what do you want to it can't be so long i guess because they have to type their answers yeah that's true okay well we'll think of one later but maybe just reflect on like what has your relationship with grief been and I don't know. Do you view it? Have you ever viewed it as a positive thing? Do you ever extend the idea of grief 
out like past deaths. I don't know. Maybe do a little bit. Reflection, do some journaling or something. Be introspective. Also, I think it's very clear that we're approaching this topic not as people who are going through like intense periods of grief like maybe like my like not my yeah, but like no, you know, I, do, I do agree with that like clearly we're, we're not like mourning someone right now mm-hmm. um and i don't want it to sound like we are like grief is always great because it's yeah it stinks so. that's yeah thank you for saying that i so. that's really important um yeah this is just for you to think about if you are in a semi-healed place and want to think about it but if you don't like that is so valid and if you're not in a healed place and you're listening to this podcast well if you're listening to this podcast you probably know us personally so if you're not in a healed place and you want to talk to someone we're here to reach into our own grief (laughs) yes and connect with you yes if you feel like it yeah so Okay. That's a call. I don't know. <laughs> That's a, I think, I think this is a good ending place, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Excited to be back. Hopefully, we'll be here next week. Yeah, Friends, give week. us suggestions for what you want to hear because yes. otherwise, we will just keep thinking of topics and I don't know if you'll like them. You, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Okay. Bye. bye. <laughs> that was not together. Okay, bye. bye. It's having a